Hi everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Form Room Confessions. I'm Harry. I'm Shreya. And I'm Pranava. And this week we'll be talking about activism and how it has become increasingly performative throughout time. It's worth mentioning that in this podcast episode, the topics that we'll cover are particularly sensitive. So um, if it's something that you feel uh, you would rather not listen to at this time when a lot of bad things are going on in the world, uh, please feel free to check out some of our other episodes. And if you do continue to listen, um, do remember that, that we are not experts in this field and we are simply stating our opinions um, on the basis of some research that we have done. Thank you for that, Harry. Um, before we talk about um, how activism has become really performative, we'd like to start off with a definition of activism itself. Um, activism has been around for a really, really long time. And in simple words, it's the policy or action of using vigorous campaigning to bring about political or social change. So I think the key words there are, of course, the idea of change. Um, activism is when someone is really passionate about a certain cause and they either by themselves or in a group try and bring about some change in order for that, in order for their cause to be heard and also to bring about some action when it finally leads to that. So I think we're going to start off with a little bit of a history of activism, its importance and discussing whether that is still important today. So what are your thoughts, Pranava? Yeah, I think it was really important. I mean, you guys can disagree with me. During the um, colonial period, where different countries, they started to revolt against um, colonial rule and everything and started to protest. And obviously, we, we've had so many um, great leaders and great um, freedom fighters um, protesting and being active in their um, views and trying to revolt against the colonial rule. And I think that would be, for me personally, one of the most like significant. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree with Pranava's um, outlook there about um, the colonial period. And I also found that um, some, many historians say that activism, activism dates back to as far as uh, the first century BCE in the Roman Empire under the gladiator Spartacus. So that shows that activism is not something that's new. It's not something that is revolutionary. It's actually existed throughout time. And um, as you'll see uh, through the stuff that we've researched, uh, it has become increasingly performative and more of a trend. Performative activism being uh, when activism is used to benefit someone's social capital rather than promote the true issue. And I think um, everyone would agree that it exists in several forms, uh, with the most common being the treatment of several humanitarian crises as trends, especially on social media. Um, Shreya, what do you think about uh, performative activism? Um, I think it's become increasingly common um, along with more and more um, people being on social media. And I think that has really led to a rise in performative activism. I think before I kind of talk about that, I think Activism, I'd like to say, is really, really important. Um, I feel personally that it is important for us to um, stand up for the issues that we believe in, to be passionate about issues and to try and make a change as much as we can and what is in our capacity. But I think when it becomes really performative is when, um, for example, with um, the Black Lives Matter movement, a lot of businesses putting up a lot of signs saying they support the cause, but then not taking the action for that and actually creating that change, whether that's bringing diversity in their product ranges or um, in their kind of in their employees and, and in and amongst their business and core values. So I think when it becomes a problem is when it's a lot of words and there's not a lot of action that's going behind that. 
So um, I think we, as Harry mentioned, there's a lot of humanitarian issues which are which have put people in terrible, horrendous situations. And um, there's a lot of talk about that on social media, which is great because some people who maybe don't read the news are aware of these things through social media. But I think one of the other terms for this kind of thought of activism is things like clicktivism, hashtag activism. So if we take the example of what's going on in Afghanistan right now, there's a lot of kind of hashtags and, and posts around going um, or even the Me Too movement, if you want to take something that's in the past. Um, and a lot of people kind of showing their support through that, but then not really um, kind of putting any action into that. So I think it's become a lot more of, of saying that, oh, I have look, I support it because I'm going to put this on social media. Um, and just to kind of gain that that social desirability of like people of you being liked because you have put this post and showing your support rather than actually researching that issue, knowing about, you know, more than the surface level of what's going on, knowing really what the issues beneath that are. Absolutely. I agree with everything you just said, Shreya. And just to add, um, a definition of performative activism beautifully put by Manisha May is um, it's the use of words, social media posts or gestures that do more to appease owns someone's like own virtuous or moral compass rather than actually supporting the cause that's intended to support. Um, so, for example, getting into the um, BLM movement, it's just putting like the black Blackout Tuesday um, post on their um, feed post and that's it that's all you do and just so that your black friend doesn't get offended or something and that's the only reason you do it or to just make yourself feel better about yourself and that's the only reason you put the um, post and not because you actually support the movement and uh, performative activism benefits people in their pursuit to be perceived as good people. That's really interesting Pranava that you mentioned the Blackout Tuesday um, post because um, when I was researching about Black Lives Matter, uh, one of the key examples of performative activ- activism is um, the Blackout Tuesday post. Um, if you're not sure what that was, it uh, on the 2nd of June, I believe it was. Um, was it the same? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> In June 2020, um, many thousands of people posted a black square on their Instagram pages to demonstrate their support for the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, Of course, there is nothing wrong with this in the sense that everyone was trying to raise awareness about the issue and show their support for the issue. But uh, where it became difficult to decide if people really did support the movement was uh, the use of the hashtag Black Black Lives Matter sadly meant that many educational materials were flooded out by these posts of the Black Square. Uh, I will admit that that is something that I did, not knowing that that was uh, wrong and not knowing that that I was using the wrong hashtag instead of Blackout Tuesday. Um, And that's a key example of performative activism, not researching and not understanding um, what it is that you should do to demonstrate your support for the cause. And as I said, it's it's not um, it's it's way better than not doing anything for the cause and not raising support about it. But at the same time, if you're not educating people, educating yourself and providing educational resources, then there really is, um, there's there's not as much to be gained from that experience of you sharing that black square. And there's a lot of issues also in, um, if someone was to not share the black square, uh, an issue with performative activi- activism is many people would think that that person is against the cause, which is not the case at all. Many people might not have wanted to to post that black square because they didn't want to be seen as engaging in this performative action. 
And um, that is something that many celebrities, lots of people like Emma Watson, did come under fire for. Almost rightly so, because she did say quite insensitively that she didn't want it to mess up her feed, which is not the point at all. But uh, the use of the black square it does not uh, did not define if someone supported it or not, because it was um, an almost aimless way of showing support for the movement. And I'd just like to mention that whilst I did use that incorrect hashtag, I did correct it as... Um, it is important to do and um, continue to share more resources that I thought were more helpful. So that is just something that really interested me that you, you mentioned that because it's clear that we've all picked up on how that's very performative action and what's better to promote causes like um, BLM. I think that was really important, Harry. I think the, the key, one of the key things is that you, you talk, you kind of participated in this performative activism and then realised that mistake and correct And that's really important to do because I think especially when you are a celebrity, you have a lot of people following you. There is that pressure to always post about everything, know about everything, you know, always being the know and always seem to be supporting everything and anything you do at the time, which is insensitive, like maybe you post like a holiday pick or something that, that's not related to the cause, immediately there are people firing at you. Now, bearing in mind, we are not influencers or celebrities, that it's still important that we look at those things and see what we're really participating in, really take a step back and realise we've made a mistake, then go back and correct that. Because I don't think there's anything wrong in that, because it just shows that we are educating ourselves. So I think that that's really important that you showed that. And I think the other thing I've I've kind of come across in my reading is this show-and-tell culture on social media. There's always this thing of, of whatever you read and whatever you do, you have to put that out there. And now this extends to beyond um, activism, you know, even when wherever holiday we're going on or whatever um, new shoes we've got you know everything seems to be it's like you have to put it out there and if we look at specifically with activism doesn't mean that every book and everything that you read about every conversation you have needs to go on social media some of it can be you know to yourself and some of it can be just for your own knowledge and not necessarily to tell people oh look I, I did read about this look I, I do know because I did this so I think there's that that culture is increasingly there especially because maybe even more so amongst the younger generation who are always on social media to kind of, you know, always have that pressure to, to keep posting. So I think that's something that, that we need to talk about more, because I think while it's really important for us to be aware of what's going on in the world, we don't necessarily need to tell people every time we read about something. So I think that's that's something that, that I think needs to be highlighted. People also, they... Um... Think of it as a trend. For example, if you, um, they see the um, protect Asian lives hashtag and they see loads of posts that have been that people are posting on their stories. And so they just copy the same stories and they post it on their stories, if that makes any sense. And so they do the bare minimum and they try to act like it's a trend and try want to get in on the trend, if that makes sense. And try, they don't really get the thought or they don't really get the um, actual motive of the movement. And they try to benefit themselves again to get more followers or to let their followers know that they're aware of the world that they're living in. I completely agree with that and um, something that has been really uh, quite upsetting to see is many accounts specifically on TikTok. I'm not sure um, how many of you who are listening or even if you guys have TikTok or engage with it very much but um, especially on TikTok following um, Afghanistan which I will get into in more depth in a moment um, uh, I've noticed that there are many accounts out there which do have these videos and these um, 
these posts that are talking about the inequalities that are going on in Afghanistan. Um, and what they'll do in that is they'll show these harm, these hor- these harmful things, but they won't link any educational resources. They won't link ways we can help. They won't link any documentaries we can watch to make us more aware of what's going on. And um, it, it is very damaging for a lot of people who see that on their For You page, particularly, um, you know, younger people who might not have heard about it or might not understand the news very well. And I think that with um, activism and spreading these messages, um, it doesn't make you a bad person if you don't always spread everything you see. But at the same time, if you do spread something that you see and you want people to know more about it, then link the correct resources for it. And I think that these TikTok accounts that I've seen in in dozens do not do that very well. And um, just as Treya said, it's really important to correct these mistakes. I think that is that is so crucial because I think we were also going to look at kind of if now all of you, a lot of you may be thinking, well, OK, if I don't post, then what should I do? How can I help? And I think that is that is a really good position to be in, because obviously we a lot of us maybe are not necessarily aware that we are, you know, being performative or activism. Maybe not everyone is doing it out of an intent to be performative, but are engaging in it, maybe seeing that their friends are doing it and thinking, oh, I, I have to do that as well. I must have to do that. So I think it's important to to let people know that. Just because they don't post something doesn't mean they can't do something else that that will be important. And I think it doesn't have to be difficult. You don't have to donate hundreds of pounds. I mean, that's not what we're what we're here to say, because we know a lot of people listening are our age and may not necessarily have the money to do that. Or even if you are, you know, on, on, a, on, a, on a low income, you don't necessarily need to need to donate a lot of money. But what is really important is that if you are spreading anything, if you're not spreading anything, then obviously that is that is your choice. But if you are choosing to spread something about a particular issue, you need to be aware that you may not know the whole story and therefore linking resources are really important. And this is why I think I'd like to talk about the issue of bias in this. There's a lot of topics, um, whether that's the Palestine movement or the farm laws in India. And while we all may have a personal view on, on how that is, it's important to know that when these posts are on there, a lot of them are heavily one sided. They don't cover the whole story and the other side may be wrong, but it's important to to talk about where their issues are coming from and, you know, not just paint all of the, you know, every government as a monster and everyone else against them. I think that that's not the idea. What we have to do is we have to be sensible about it. And if we are giving when we give a two sided picture, it is much better because people can make their own decisions on where they stand rather than you trying to, you know, put something on them and, and trying to get that view across. So I think if. Uh, whether that's a Palestine movement, whether that's any other movement, we need to be aware that if we are posing something, we clearly state that this is an opinion, if it is an opinion. And if it's a fact, then we clearly state that, oh, this is coming from this side of the story. And there may be other sides of the story that, that we haven't covered. So I think that's really, really important when anyone is posting anything on social media. 2021 and there's been loads of posts uh, around in social media talking about what's happening in Palestine and its conflict with Israel. Um, if we track back to, I think, 1948, when Palestine and Israel and most of the Middle East countries have gotten freedom from the colonial rule, that is when, I guess, you can say it started, the conflict between Israel and Palestine. And around 2005, it, uh, Israel took over Gaza's, um, Gaza Strip um, and they were terrorising, basically, Palestine in really bad, like, uh, loads of people lost their homes, they were being, uh, women were and children were being um, 
brutally murdered. Uh, and let's not go into the details, but it, as this is a very sensitive issue, but if you want to learn more about why the conflict happened and um, how Israel is actually um, terrorizing uh, Palestine, you can go on to uh, Instagram um, accounts that's Eye of um, Palestine or um, Let's Talk Palestine or um, the website The IMEU. Thank you for that, Pranava. That was really interesting and uh, to hear about Palestine and it's something that uh, I've always been interested in since um, the issues in Palestine came to light, especially on social media. Um, as I've mentioned, uh, as we all have a bit about Afghanistan already, I thought I'd just give a, a bit of a background. Um, so in, 19, in the 1990s, uh, a group called the Taliban emerged um, and they ended up occupying the country of Afghanistan um, and this was as a result of the Soviet invasion of Afghanistan, and this group became particularly magnified quite a while afterwards, um, following the tragic events of September 11th, 2001, where in which the tragic event of 9-11 took place, um, where, of course, the air attacks on the World Trade Center um, that, that led to the death of 2,977 people in New York City, um, Following these events, the U.S. interfered with the, uh, the Taliban group, um, who were a very radical group and um, who have been known since to commit uh, several cultural abuses, of particularly of women. Um, and um, the U.S. Uh, troops uh, invaded Afghanistan on the 7th of October 2001, and uh, the Taliban group was described as collapsing Um in the December of the same year, which has since been disproven. And um, there's lots of evidence to suggest that the Taliban has been rising and gaining more um, power in Afghanistan, uh, even following the peace agreement of February 2020, which is why it makes it more shocking um, for Biden, uh, the president, the current president of the United States, to have uh, declared that they want to withdraw their troops um, by 11th of September 2021. And um, that has led to the current events of Afghanistan, of the Taliban taking over Afghanistan once again in the space of just 10 days, um, from the 6th of August, where they took over their first provincial capital. And by the 15th of August, they were at the gates of the capital. Um, and of course, this is very um, tragic event. As, um, as mentioned, the Taliban have committed several cultural abuses. Uh, they've banned cinema, art, music, and they... Uh, prohibit the rights of many women um, and there are some horrific events that go on with the with um, Taliban and uh, um, and the people of Afghanistan but of course as Pranava said I don't want to go into the intricate details of things but uh, more than I already have because of course it can be very upsetting and damaging um, but to talk about the activism side of things um, these events uh, in Afghanistan have inspired mass reporting of the issue and that's one thing I will say, um, activism, performative or not, at least there is a conversation about the issues that are going on in the world. Um, obviously, what's been going on in Afghanistan has been in, you know, everyone's minds and in, in the news entirely. But while this has been going on in Afghanistan, there's actually been a 7.2 magnitude earthquake in Haiti. And um, Haiti, as um, most of you will be aware, is one of the poorest countries in the world. It has gone through a lot of... Um, weather disasters over the past couple, over the past decade with a huge earthquake in, in 2010 
And now with this earthquake, um, by last Wednesday, the death toll had surpassed 2,000 people and more than 12,200 people were injured. Um, because of landslides and security risks, because of a lot of gangs, um, it took a lot of time even for aid to come through and no aid had come through for five days um, after the earthquake from any other other developing countries, um, which was obviously a really, really huge concern with so many people needing medical help, needing food, needing water, needing evacuation, um, needing family support, needing uh, mental health support. And um, the Haitian leader, actually, Henry, in a post on Twitter, um, promised that his administration will work not to repeat history on the mismanagement and coordination of aid, because in 2010, there was huge chaos after the government was accused of not properly dispersing money raised by donors. So I think for a lot of people, um, even with when we refer back to activism as the topic of, of today's episode, there's been uh, might maybe not quite as much um, posted because of the thing going on in Afghanistan, but still um, a lot of social media posts on this topic. But I think what's not been highlighted is that while we are here spreading awareness and, and you know, making ourselves think that, you know, we're doing good by that. Actually, what they really need right now is is they need a lot of help and they need it urgently very very urgently the help that is going through is going too late um they needed it much sooner but even when it is going through it's not actually reaching them because um a lot of the a lot of the government is in these countries is seen to be quite corrupt so therefore the money is not actually getting the people who need it and also um the mismanagement of the government means that those who really need it aren't able to and they're therefore that these lives are you know just passing by the minute and we are not able to do anything about that um i think the other really important issue with when we look at um with activism and these kind of problems is that with with natural disasters um there is there is not a lot we can do obviously in terms of them happening because as we say in the name, they are all natural. But what we can do then is obviously make sure that, that one, people are aware of that, but also that people are aware of what the actual risks are. So while we're saying that, yes, we've, we've had, we've had this earthquake, what's really important is then to say that, look, this is, this is how you can really help. And these, these are the charities that are truly doing something to support them because there's a lot of charities out there which are really big. But with that, with the, the bigger the charities, the more costs go into administration and actually paying all their employees rather than, you know, giving money to those who really need it. So I think really looking and researching on what um, charities are local to that area um, rather than international organisations to know that those are really um, organisations that will help them. So I think that is something that we need to bear in mind. And the other thing with this is because of the huge issues going on in Afghanistan, it means that some other issues are ignored. And I think we, it's important to remember that every issue is important and every issue needs to be considered um, and given as much equal weighting as, as we can possibly. As I mentioned before about the range of social media accounts that have been set up to support the community um, and provide humanitarian aid for the process, um, there has been a lot of um, misinformation and uh, lack of real educational content surrounding the issue. And it has really highlighted how um, there are many weaknesses to Western um, activism and how important it is to stay informed about this issue. And in terms of activism on a wider scale, uh, government responses have also been very interesting to see with um, the UK's response being rather reluctant and criticised by many. Um, tens of thousands of 
Afghanistan's people have been seen in a desperate attempt to flee the danger with many countries such as UK and Canada. Tens of thousands of us Afghanistan's people have been seen in a desperate attempt to flee the danger with many countries such as um, UK and Canada allowing for 20,000 20, refugees to settle in these countries. Um, but the UK was criticised quite strongly as they said that they would not be able to take 20,000 straight away and uh, they'd have to take 5,000 for this year alone. Um, and this has also encouraged rather negative opinions on social media with the hashtag our country first trending on Twitter with many people angry about our acceptance of these um, refugees into our country. And I think this um, these issues really do highlight the weaknesses in society. There's a weakness with activism, there's a weakness with intolerance in different countries and it just really um, it is quite disappointing to see, especially on social media, the response of, to Afghanistan. Um, at least with people sharing information about it, it's with good intent most of the time. Um, but unfortunately, there has been a lot um, to suggest that people aren't very happy about the UK's involvement in Afghanistan, which, of course, is is unforgivable. So I think I'm going to maybe finish off with a, this. This can be a question for our for our listeners as well. Um, what will you think about it? There's no right or wrong here. But is it our responsibility to be activists or shall we leave this? to the more qualified or the governments who in Western countries we have technically, with, with quotation marks, have elected? Well, I would say that it is, it's a responsibility that it should be shared, um, not necessarily equally, because when you think about it, governments have a lot more power than the people that are part, that live in part, Governments have a lot more power than the people that um, live as part of those systems. So governments should definitely be responsible for encouraging people to be activists, um, investing more money into programmes that can help um, educational resources. And of course, should, um, as they're doing, should be, should be the ones who provide help for the people who are affected by these issues. Um, so I think that the government do have more of a responsibility to protect um, people across the world going through these um, hard issues. But it definitely is still our responsibility to share as much as we possibly can about them. I think that's a really important point, Harry. And I think um, while this episode may look like we're trying to say don't be like, you know, don't show activism, that is definitely not the point. Um, the the key idea of this is that activism is really important. And I think I personally think that citizens actually can do a lot and can bring about a lot of change through social media. And even with um, even if we go back to the thing of Afghanistan, um, no matter how the Taliban now rule Afghanistan, um, there's definitely a change in the way that at least with with um, their kind of need to show that they are caring for women and they are allowing women to work, um, at least in what they're saying, there's definitely a change and there is more pressure on them to allow for um, women's rights or for, for, you know, for people or at least to talk about that. And I think that definitely shows that, you know, it's it's impossible now to keep people in the cocoon um, because a lot of them will be influenced by what's happening on the Internet. And I think that's why the Internet is a really important and, you know, a tool to, to bring about change. I think in terms of governments, uh, in, in at least in, in Western democracies, um, we elect governments if if we technically speaking, and therefore they should be more qualified than us. But unfortunately, a lot of government officials are humans. Um, they don't have all the answers and um, they aren't perfect. And therefore, we can't always rely on them to do the right thing, because, again, it's all down to interpretation. So I think we need to take that responsibility. And like Harry mentioned, 
um, keep having those conversations. And I would say pick one cause that you're really, really passionate about and try and do as much as you can to help that. That doesn't always have to be money. Um, it can be uh, spreading awareness um, where that's, it is through social media with posts that you really do care about and you know that are based on good resources, talking to people about it in real life, um, having conversations with people who are uncomfortable at the topic because uncomfortable conversations are the ones that bring about change. I think we need to stop shying away from uh, conversations when people don't really want to talk about it or taboo topics because those are the topics that need to be talked about in, in order to bring that change. Um, and also, I think the final point I'd like to make is that um, remember that the activism is important, but do it with a purpose and know what you're doing and know what you're sharing before you share whatever you do, because it doesn't matter how big your audience is. Even if one person reads that and, and, and can do something about it, that is a huge change. But if someone doesn't know about it and you share something that is that is not necessarily reliable information, then that can lead some people down some strange paths. And therefore, we need to be really careful that whatever we post, we are sure that it's coming from um, a reliable and unbiased resource as much as possible. We should not shy away from awkward conversations with family members that don't seem to care about these issues. We should always be talking to our friends about these issues. And if there's something on social media that you see and you're comfortable with sharing it and you think that it will have a positive impact on the people that see it, then you should absolutely share it. Donating is another um, perfectly viable option. Of course, not everyone will always have the money to do so, but if you do and if you really want to, then it's a great thing to do. Be mindful of the fact that charities are corrupt a lot of the time and there are great resources you can use to coordinate um, information on how you can donate to more beneficial, um, closely related charities, such as Afghan Aid, which is um, a very effective charity that um, you can donate to for the Afghanistan uh, crisis. And most importantly, when you see these issues documented, have a sympathetic outlook on the case and do not say, oh, it's not my problem. I don't live in a country that's affected by these issues. It's not my problem. I don't know these people. I'll never know these people. The fact that you don't know these people and the fact that you're more privileged than them and you're living a more comfortable life should encourage you to share more about the the, the crisis going on. And I think that without doubt, it's everyone's responsibility. And without this um, activism and us like expressing the right to have our own opinions, um, these world issues will never truly get resolved. And I think it's really important that we are always engaging in activism. And with that, I think we'd like to um, end this episode for today. Uh, we understand that this has been, I think, quite a difficult topic for all of us to talk about. I think that there's a lot of layers to, to, to this. And, um, and there's definitely a fine line between not trying and saying through this podcast that, you know, we don't want activism or that we shouldn't engage in it. So I think the message one you take away from this is that, you know, definitely keep doing what you're doing with, with sharing and talking about it as much as you can. But just know that if you don't post about something, it doesn't mean that, you know, people think you don't care. So I think that would be the message. And uh, we'd like to say goodbye for now. So hopefully you've enjoyed this episode and learned something from it. Thank you. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye.